Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Before we get started today, we just wanted to say welcome to the club. Footwork.club is now live, the official footwork website where you can find all the footwork content, including some new features. That's right. Along with our podcasts and guests, you can find exclusive written articles, including blogs about our own stories, free products that can help with chasing the dream, as well as our first official merch. All that and more. So join the club. All right. Very excited about this one. One of my former teammates, we welcome to the pod today, Johan von Knebel. Welcome to Footwork. Thanks for joining the club with us today. Thank you guys for the invite. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Very nice. All right, man. So um, as maybe you've heard before, our our motto here is like, make your own path. So basically, it's just to do what, you know, fulfills you, to follow your own dreams. You're not held to normal roots um, if they don't fulfill you. So knowing that, what does make your own path mean to you? It's honestly a hard question to start with, but um, I'd say I always like to to challenge myself. Um, I did that by by going to Australia after after high school and now to UNH here in in the states. It's definitely not always easy to settle in new places and always be around new people, but um, I feel like those kind of challenges and experiences are the most valuable at the end. So that's definitely something I'm I'm always aiming for, and which probably yeah is my my own path. I love that, and and as Americans, I mean, I'm sure you've you've seen it now. Um, we grow up playing multiple sports, uh, definitely not mm-hmm. just the focus on, on soccer or football. Um, how did that differ, or maybe you can see you know your teammates, uh, the Americans particularly that like to play other sports outside of you know training or practice. Um, how did that differ in your upbringing? Yeah, it's really different. I mean, just by being here on campus, there are like so many different sports you can do. And I feel like every one of my American teammates did all different sports during their time in, in high school or whatever. Um, for me, basically, it was always soccer. So I always just did soccer back home. And um, yeah, just when I think of my of my childhood just um, after school went to playground played soccer for like two or three hours and then went to practice after um, at my actual club Um, so that was definitely that's a big difference um, between the US and Europe I would say yeah Mm -hmm. so growing up um, you know playing in the 4v4s and playing in these small sided things and everything did you have any players that you looked up to and kind of tried to you know emulate their game and play like them at all you mean pro, uh, pro players? Yeah, pro players. Yeah. I mean, I was always looking up um, to Mario Götze, who has mm. been my idol um, all the time. But I'm a, I'm a Dortmund fan too, so it was kind of you know, self-explaining. But yeah, definitely him. Um, and other than that, like the typical guys, Messi, Ronaldo. Um, yeah, watching every, try to watch every game. I feel like it's even easier to watch the European games here in the US because it's always in the morning. And can just it's nice it. to wake up with a coffee, yeah. right? And just enjoy it's so the nice. Premier League morning. I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. And at the end, like, you can always watch um, soccer in the morning and then at the afternoon or nighttime, the American sports starts. So 
you can basically watch sports all day here. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's yeah. how it's designed. That's how it's designed, exactly. <laughs> Sitting in front of the TV all day. Now, did you have any early dreams of being pro or was there a point in your your life where you thought, okay, maybe I can play professional? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, dreamed about getting a pro. I feel like every little boy does that at some point. <clears throat> but um, I think um, during my time in Norderstedt, it was pretty close uh, at some point um, to like, actually get a pro but didn't work out for like a few reasons and um yeah i'm not i'm not regretting it i'm not blaming it i'm happy how it went at the end and that i'm here at unh now but um yeah i would lie if, it's, if i would say it wasn't a dream it's it's true mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. let's come back a little bit because you were playing you were playing landisliga correct before you made the jump to regionalliga mm-hmm. yeah so what was that like? Because um, in terms of level, that can be a pretty big jump and you were quite young at the time. And I, we discussed this because I came from an Oberliga club into, into Norderstedt as well. So mm. the German media always talks about it and, you know, they're kind <laughs> of, they kind of take this name of where you played and that's, that's you for the next year or two. So how was that transition from that first club into, into Norderstedt? Yeah. A lot of people ask me that and I still can't give them a proper answer. Mm. Um, it was just, uh, I mean, um, I w- as I just said, I was in Australia and um, came back to Hamburg and didn't have a club. And a close friend of mine uh, was a goalkeeper at Foran Uhr. And so he just organized me a trial and went well. So I went there and I like, broke my hand pretty much at the beginning. So I was out for a few weeks. And oh. at the end, I played like 14 or 15 games that season. But I scored a lot and uh, did well. So I got the trial at Norderstedt. And I feel like my biggest advantage from, from the beginning was that I was kind of fearless, just like try mm-hmm. to play my own game. And mm-hmm. um, just... Um, in addition to that, uh, I had a coach back then at Norderstedt um, who was really um, who was really supporting me and giving me a lot of opportunities and would play me over guys who were there for a few years and like played at high level. Um, so it was kind of a combination of a few things why it worked out so well, but um, definitely some definitely what pushed it was just me being fearless and just trying my best to improve. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, Dylan and I both came over to Germany when we weren't we weren't mm-hmm. considered young anymore. Um, how does that play a part in your opinion in players, as particularly in the regional league, trying to make the jump into the third Bundesliga or higher? Mm. I think it definitely plays a big part. I don't know why, actually, because I think that's that might be not the right approach. Because mm-hmm. just because you're 23 or 24, I mean, I feel like in soccer you will be at your peak maybe when you're 27, 28, 29. These are your best years. So sometimes I feel like it's a little bit too early to say, okay, he's he's too old. Um, he's too old with 23 or 24, but it definitely plays a huge part in decision-making in German clubs, I feel. Um, and, I mean, you can see it here in the U.S., um, there's so many 23 or 24 year old guys on your team because everyone finishes college first and then tries to go pro. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's a different approach, but um, yeah, it's definitely definitely a big part of your age in the professional soccer, and not just in Germany, I would say in Europe as well. Like yeah, overall. I would agree. It seems it seems like mm-hmm. across the board that it's it's kind of like if you haven't made it by a certain time, then you know you're no longer trying to make that jump, and you're either settling yeah. in the league you are, or you're going to a full time job. I feel like you see that quite often. Yeah, I mean that's something. Um, what I like about the European or German system is that you can like play soccer at a relatively high level and do like a full time job at the same time. Mm. and from what i heard here in the u.s you either have the chance to go pro after college or you just have to quit soccer so i can't really i don't really hear like anyone who continues playing soccer just on a like good level but like not being pro Mm. yeah i guess sean it would be kind of like the fourth tier levels which would be amateur two three times a week and then usually it's you're only playing really in the summers or or, or things Mm -hmm. like this so it's really not like full time which I mean, you even get in Landesliga, you you play like yeah. year round, which is very different from the US. Yeah, definitely. Um, another thing, just we you spoke on it just a little bit before, just kind of for yourself personally making the jump from from Norderstedt, um, just to like a, a real pro club to really go into either the Bund- third Bundesliga or maybe someone else somewhere else in Europe. And from skill wise and how I thought inform you were coming out of the last season um i would have thought you would have had no problem but at the end of the day there's a lot of factors that go into it mm. how was how was that for you to approach because i'm sure you felt you were ready as well yeah true <clears throat> so uh as i said earlier i think at some point i might have deserved a chance um just to just to try it but um yeah, especially after my second season, Norwich had a very good season. Mm-hmm. And then in um, February or March, our season like stopped because of COVID. And um, also the next year, um, when I ran out of my contract, like it was still COVID times. And we just had like nine games and then the season got stopped again. Mm-hmm. So COVID was definitely one of my um, biggest opponents in making it to... <laughs> and making it to higher divisions but um at the end yeah if, i mean if i would have performed um even better or something maybe it would have worked out but yeah as i said earlier i'm not regretting it like I always enjoyed my time in order state and it's um yeah opened me opened me the way here to come to unh2 which is which is pretty cool right. exactly yeah so and, go ahead John, sorry. yeah do you have uh, i mean we'll get into to, to college in a second, but do you have any plans to come back and, and try and pursue that? Um, I think I'll see my future back, back in Europe. Um, maybe even like probably in Germany and, um, yeah, maybe probably or even in Hamburg. Um, I miss Hamburg and my family lives there. So I definitely want to get, go back at some point and then start soccer again. I don't know where yet, but, um, definitely want to go back at some point yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i guess it's a great time to transition um but i, I mean you ended your time at, at notre state in a in a great fashion we won the uh, the cup together uh the, mm-hmm. the year before you know we played Bayern leverkusen we were chasing shadows you were running i've never <laughs> seen someone run so much for 90 minutes straight um 
but kind of like you alluded to with um, things you've done in the past with, you know, making your own path, going to Australia, going to these places. Sometimes you just need to test yourself, kind of have a change of scenery and just push your comfort zone. So mm -hmm. what was it that kind of came into your decision? What were the factors that made it so you would go to the U.S. and pursue your graduates um, and play Division One soccer? Mm -hmm. So for, it was a really long process. So I was um, kind of sure pretty pretty early that I want to do something else because, as you just said, I like to challenge myself and like um, Nordisch did, to be honest, didn't feel like a real challenge anymore um, for me personally. And so I decided I want to do something else. And then I was like thinking about my um, possibilities or opportunities. And um, before I joined Nordisch State in 2018, I also thought about coming to the US and doing my undergrad here and playing soccer here. But back then I just played in Landesliga. So my scholarship offer wouldn't have been good enough. And so that was something um, what Norderstedt, um, yeah, with Norderstedt experiences um, made, it, made it possible to come here. And um, so that was like one choice. Then I also thought about playing somewhere else in Germany for a different club. But at the end, um, I talked to, uh, you know, Lars, mm. um, our Nordisch teammate, he told me so many good things about UNH and like the overall college system. So I was, I was getting really excited and just thought, okay, that's the best way to go now. And I'm, I'm really happy I did it. And how was it making that jump? Oh, so, so different, so hard. So I, I really struggled a lot at the beginning. Um, the whole approach of being soccer, the whole mentality is so different here in, uh, in college. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it definitely feels more like um, being a pro here than it did feel at Norderstedt. Um, just by the amount of practice you have, the uh, facilities are, are awesome. And you just spend so much time around soccer all day, especially in season. Now in off-season, it's kind of less, but it's definitely a huge amount of time um, with soccer. And um, it took me a while to, to get used to it. And um, yeah, but at the end, um, I think I've settled down here and like now I'm, now I'm able to get my best, but it definitely took me a while, yeah. What did you expect going in? I mean, I guess you've you've heard we've had teammates who've gone. There's been people in yeah. Hamburg who have gone and done the same things. What did you expect in terms of the college lifestyle and then also college soccer? Um, yeah, as you said, I talked a lot uh, to you about it, also to Niels and um, to Lars. And especially Niels told me that uh, for like a, for a field player, it's way different approach of playing soccer. It's way more physical. Um, so I was definitely expecting like more physicality within the, within the game, which is true. And the overall college lifestyle, to be honest, I had no, um, no imagination how it would be. Um, Not even from the movies? It's pretty fun. It's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, just saw the movies at the end. It turns out it's quite like the movies sometimes, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely fun. And, um, yeah, I heard a lot about it and it definitely helped me to 
get those um, opinions. But at the end, everyone makes their own experiences and has to go their own path, as mm-hmm. we said in the beginning. Yeah. And what are some things you did in the beginning? You said you had a, a difficult time in the beginning to adapt to. I mean, was it just football? Was it also just life outside of football? Um, no, it wasn't really much outside. I mean, I started um, the MBA program, which is really tough too. And then doing um, or being in season, such as that takes a lot of time. And then on the other side, you have the MBA program, which takes a lot of time too. So it was hard for me to, to balance that at some point. When you have like class from 8 to 12.30 or to 1, then you sprint to practice. I practice from like 1 to 4. Then you'd have to do homework. Um, sometimes you have away games where you like travel for a few hours. Um, mm. So that was like the main things which, um, yeah, made it complicated at the beginning. But um, yeah, it just took me a few weeks until I settled in and then, then everything was fine. So I'd love to pick your brain a little bit um, on the specific differences that you saw between uh, American soccer and German soccer. You alluded mm-hmm. already to the um, to the physical aspect of it, but mm-hmm. in terms of how it's played, the pace of it, going back and forth, the fitness aspects, the strength, the training, what other um, differences did you see? So the biggest difference I see is that the game is at full speed for like 90 minutes. So they're like, when you play in Germany, you have like those kind of natural breaks. I mean, maybe after like 20 or 30 minutes where it's just like the game slows down a little bit and it's getting a little bit more tactical. And here in the US, um, which is caused by that you can substitute as often as you want, like you can go out and can go in again. Um, So the coach would always play like the same 15 or 16 players, but they were like just changed uh, once or twice per half so that's like the like the pace of the game is is higher um then another difference is i mean i'm with 24 almost the oldest on the team um that's also difference to to europe where you where it's like completely normal to play with 30 or 33 year old guys um which also slows slows down the game i feel (laughs) um yeah. what else then playing on turf most of the time i mean in my region here i feel like if you're of course you're going Northeast, down right, more yeah. south yeah but playing on turf and we are sharing the turf with um the football team and the lacrosse team so you have all those lines which is kind of confusing at the beginning <laughs> um so yeah definitely took me a while to get used to all of that but what about yeah. the like the fitness tests? I know we had some. Mm. I know some colleges differ from others. Um, but what was that experience like? Was it a little different than than the ones we had here at Notre State? Um, I heard of um, worse tests than we do here at UNH. So we run like the beeper. I don't know mm. what that. I don't know if beep you know test. What that yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Beep test, um, which is doable, I guess. So we have to reach like a certain level, like 24 or something. And that's definitely doable. And I mean, I was at Nordische, we did a lot of fitness um, and running. So I was kind of good, like well prepared. Um, yeah, so that was that was not too hard. Mm-hmm. And what about, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, uh, the facilities. It's like 
or it's even better than a lot of professional teams here in Europe. Mm-hmm. Were you expecting mm-hmm. this? Um, yeah, to, to a certain degree, yeah. I mean, Lars told me a lot about it uh, and showed me even pictures. And um, so you have like your whole gym, um, training rooms, um, big locker rooms. Then you have like three or four turf places. Um, mm. Then, yeah, it's it's pretty professional. That's I mean, that's the most professional I've experienced. Mm-hmm. And so... Also with your graduate program, maybe it's a little bit different than the, the bachelor's, the undergraduate, mm. but is the learning style a little bit different? Um, I've spoken to a few people just in terms of one attendance is, is, can be different from, from German schools. I've heard that they tend to leave you on your own a little bit more in Europe in general. Um, did you find anything different in terms of learning and teaching in the education system? Mm, yeah, it's, it's also really different. So I'm, I think I'm able very um well i'm able to um compare it because i did my undergrad in in germany and now my um my grad grad school in the us and uh doing my bachelor's back back home in germany as you just said it was more like studying on your own especially during covid then so um it's more about just the exams at the end of the term and if you get a good grade you'll be fine and here in the us it's you have so many um, assignments and homeworks you have deliverables every day almost mm-hmm. um, and the focus is not just on exams so more about your interaction in class and and everything so um, it's really different but um, for me personally I like it to be like involved in, in more class activities and um, so that's definitely a good approach here I feel do you prefer it over the over the German system, would you say, or, or not quite? I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> I talked to my roommate about it because he was in the same situation. Uh, of course, it's just nice um, how it is in Germany that you can, like, chill for five months and then you have, like, one <laughs> month of intense learning, but, mm-hmm. like, so hard learning. And here it's, like, kind of stretched out over the whole semester. So you have a higher workload every day, but not, like, that kind of huge workload at the end. So it's hard to say. That's really funny though. Five months of chilling and then <laughs> one, one month. Everyone <laughs> gets yeah, it's, pretty much, it's pretty much like that. Yeah. That's too funny. So for our, our German listeners, listeners and our European listeners, um, what advice would you have to give them who are looking to maybe make the move to college in terms of how to do it, um, uh, how to get in contact with people? I know maybe you kind of went through a friend, so maybe it's a little bit different for mm-hmm. you, but just in terms of advice for those who, who might want to go and do the college path coming from Europe. So uh, there are definitely a lot of uh, agencies um, who um, are offering that kind of transfers and will help you to find the perfect, um, perfect fit for you. Like which kind of weather you want to live in, what kind of um, yeah, soccer you want to play. So it definitely costs um, a little bit, but I think um, if you don't have like close close connections to, to the US, it's definitely worth it to hit them up. And um, another advice I would give is just, um, you don't have to be afraid to come here because what, what I experienced at the beginning was really like really impressive for me because 
there's so many international guys here um and like i would say overall in college soccer so everyone kind of knows how you feel and what kind of situation you're in so it was really nice how the team like makes you feel welcome and um that's definitely something i would i would give as give as an advice um that you don't have to be like scared or feared and and you who have kind of traveled the world a bit being in australia and now in the us um what are some cultural things that you've picked up or or learned or think are a little funny or weird or whatever you want to call it <laughs> it's really different i'm always asking myself if if it's really an american thing or is it just a college thing because here you and age is like in the middle of nowhere that is a like good question only it it's a it's a big college um but just students are living here so um i feel like if you would go to big cities you wouldn't see the same things but yeah it's definitely uh definitely funny funny to be here like the clothing like everyone just walks around in sweatpants and like you would never see that in germany it's a college and thing it's a the, US college yeah, thing yeah mass massive dining halls and mm. um also like uh house parties here on campus like that's that's some things i've never experienced and that's definitely definitely nice to see and funny to see yeah. do you have any new favorite slang words or favorite restaurants or <laughs> i know there's a few fast food ones that differ there's no taco yeah. or wendy's in 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 germany so sometimes that's people true. really take to that so um, now i'm like regarding to slang i'm not really trying to use slang i think it sounds weird <laughs> if like international guys are doing it so i'm just i'm just stick to my normal english um but um yeah fast food restaurants i actually haven't been to that much i've been to chipotle chipotle um which is okay i feel and it's, okay. it's over a lot of my see a lot of Oh, actually, like I've never eaten so many sandwiches in my life um, <laughs> since being here in the US. It's actually insane. Like every every away game, we get uh, sandwiches, and mm. I feel like sandwiches are really into American culture. Yeah, really what kind of sandwiches? It's kind of funny. He says yeah. that. I don't know. Just like usual Subway sandwiches. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. And you always get like a bag of bag of chips and a cookie with it uh, so, i mean the cookies the yeah. cookie is good i think the subway the cookie, cookie is, is always good yeah cookies but always good. the subway sandwich i think is the one of the worst things to be honest we i don't know if i just have a, a bad spot because we had too many subway sandwiches in college yeah. as well and you like mm-hmm. get sick of it like if i smell exactly. like chicken teriyaki like it's it's done. yeah i mean i got the subway sometimes in germany but I could never imagine getting a subway again in Germany. Yeah. I think I wouldn't buy it. That. <laughs> That's so funny. Subway is, a, is in every college campus. Yeah, um, it is actually. Yeah. So another thing I wanted to touch on was, so I, I watched a few of your first games and well, I watched a lot of your, I watched a lot of your games this season, but in just in terms of this discussion, the first few games, I wouldn't say that you were 100% like, the starter yet so mm-hmm. coming from from Norris state where i mean you were definitely one of the first guys written on the team sheet in terms of you know johan's going to be playing what was mm-hmm. that like to adapt to that situation where you weren't the guy at first but then you know you came in you had 
some stunner goals in the beginning and then kind of worked your way into the team to get that mm-hmm. steady starting spot? Yeah, it was definitely um, a hard situation for me because, as you just said, I wasn't like, I mean, I played every game and here it's kind of different because you can always come in and go out again. But um, as you just said, I wasn't like 100% starter and that definitely annoyed me. Um, but I I got it back then because it just took me a while to um, play my game in, in this new system, like whole new environment. Mm-hmm. And um, at some point I was just like, okay, doesn't help me just to be frustrated i just have to be like maybe focus on some other things um like get my thoughts away from soccer and then from time to time got better and um worked out and i was considered as a starter um so that was um it was like a process and thinking back of it now i think it will help me for like future um experiences so if i'm maybe going to if i might go to another team don't have to force it. It's going to come naturally at some point. Um, it was a good experience for me in the back, like now, but back then, of course, it, it sucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great, great learning experience for sure. Yeah. I mean, so what motivates you on the field? So when you when you step on the field, whether it's in training, whether it's in games, coming to a new team, or you've already been in the team for a while, what motivates mm-hmm. you in this game? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's nothing nothing really special, not that hard to motivate. I just want to, um, like on a personal level, I, of course, want to um, play a good game, be involved in goals. And um, on the other side, definitely want to help the team to, to get the win. And I feel like those wins and like having success with your team is my, my biggest motivator. Love it. Love it. And what does the future hold for you? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here for one more season. So I committed to, um, for one more season for the fall season, which is from August to December again. And by then my, uh, MBA program will be done too. So I'm definitely going to leaving, definitely going to leave you in age. Um, but I don't know yet where to go. So I could imagine, staying here in the US for like maybe a year and using my OPT and getting some working experience. Um, but I could also, as, as I said earlier, also think about coming back to to Hamburg and um, start mm-hmm. playing soccer again and start a job there. So it's, it's really open there. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask is how did you, uh, or how did, how did your body feel rather um, with the schedule how you train basically every day and then you have two games mm. on a weekend mm. I and mean, that doesn't exist here <laughs> in Europe. My body was completely uh, like complete disaster at the end of the season. So for like far, uh, last four to six weeks, I wasn't even practicing anymore. I was just sitting out the whole week or maybe, I mean, you always play like three, two games, uh, two games a week. So I would sit out for three days, play, sit out for three days, play again. And um, I feel the consequences now. So I've never been, um, yeah, my body never felt that bad. Um, so it's definitely good to get some rest over the spring season now. But like the whole system with playing every three days is, is definitely hard for, for my body. Yeah. And also always playing on turf. Yeah. It's also not the, not the healthiest way. 
That's a great point that you guys bring up, though, because, I mean, especially for those Americans that play four years or people even come from Europe who play four years in college. Think of how mm. much, you know, that's doing on your body in those four mm. years to come afterwards. Like and I mean, the stress that it puts on you, I think, isn't talked about enough. And I've, I really do feel like they should change the entire schedule. Yeah. I don't know if they're still yeah, talking they're actually, about it, but I know that they were thinking about extending it. So like it would be yeah. fall into spring season and it would all be combined or something like that. I don't know if you've heard that. Yeah, I did. I think they want to do that for not the upcoming season, for the season after. So 23, 24. Mm. Yeah. So I think they want to extend it. So like not just playing in the fall, but also playing in the spring, which I would like. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to be here then. But yeah. um, I prefer that system as it's like played in Germany too, like just like a whole season and not like 30 games within, I don't know, like 20 weeks. Yeah. yeah. I always like the two games in a week, to be honest with you. It just makes the week go faster. I like but... the two. I like the two um, back in Germany, but back then it was like kind of special when you had two games a week. And That's at true. some point it just got like normal. And yeah. also, like being in here, having classes from eight to two or whatever, and then just go to game and get ready. Sometimes I wasn't, I wasn't like really in a in a game mood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. because you just came out of class, you ate something, and then you have a game. Just didn't feel natural. So how would you force yourself into it in these situations? Because it is something that's completely different from from Europe. Yeah, it is. Um, at the end, like always, when we when we go out for for warm up, um, I can I can switch on and like be be mentally prepared mm-hmm. for the game. But like just by going to the game um, <clears throat> was just different than being in Norderstedt and always play every Sunday at two. And you know, like from Friday Saturday on, you're like thinking about the game and like um, getting ready. And here was like kind of there were games just in between your schedule. Mm, just yeah. like yeah just like like a checklist how was the uh national anthem when you first heard it the first time you were like are they really playing this whole thing right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i mean now i'm used to it but like i was i was really surprised at the beginning when they even played it in the scrimmages like just um oh, the, they played in the scrimmages um, too wow yeah they did and <laughs> So I was like, okay, what is happening right now? <laughs> um, now it's fine. Now I like it. Now I like it. Yeah. It's funny but, you say that because I, I have a teammate here uh, that said the same thing. He kind of grew to like it, even though like he wasn't singing yeah. it, but it just like the atmosphere it creates. He just I like grew it too. to like it. Yeah. But I, I, I like I, mean, it too I can't now. understand it from your your perspective. But like, yeah. what about it do you like? Um, I like the melody. I don't know. And <laughs> it's a good song. It's Sick just like <laughs> it's just nice like beat, a yeah. routine. It's just like part of the routine, and you're standing there with your teammates, like mm. always in the same same line. And just like, yeah, it helps me focusing just before the game. Yeah. Mm. Now, from the from the opportunities um, that you kind of see, I know you're still kind of learning the way the U.S. system works, maybe a little bit, but. If uh, the right opportunity came, could you see yourself playing uh, in the USA after after your graduate is finished? Mm, yeah, I mean, why not? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no. Definitely. 
Um, it's just um, really like far away for me. Yeah, um, that's another so, year. Yeah. Um, I mean, we will see how the next season will will go personally for me and like as a team, and then if like something opens up or like any opportunities are arising, um, yeah, I definitely would think about it. Mm. Um, but as I said earlier, I definitely want to keep continuing playing soccer, and I don't want to play like on a um, like the summer league level or whatever, just like for a few week, a few few months over the summer, and then like do nothing for the whole year. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's either going pro in the US or um, just go go back to Europe, probably. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you had um, there was a player on your team who was drafted, correct, in the MLS draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, there's uh, I guess the game is still growing, so there's still two or three leagues yeah, that are actually full time professional in terms of that. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. definitely options, and yeah, we'll see how the season goes. But we're gonna. We're going to head into our fast feet round, some, some quick fire questions at the end that we like to end with. So I guess we'll, we'll say it again. Uh, maybe the answer will change. I'm, I'm guessing not, but favorite player growing up? Yeah, Mario Getson. Yeah. Easy. Favorite moment thus far in your career? Um, how to say, probably the cup wins and also the game in uh, against Leverkusen. Mm. would have liked to have you for Hanover to be honest it was a lot yeah I wouldn't say easier because we still lost 4-0 mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. I mean there was still there was so many times where I felt like we might be able to do this but then you know you make yeah. a few mistakes and the game's gone so that's how that's it works just the difference teams, yeah. yeah like smallest mistakes what about the most difficult moment so far um I think I would actually say the beginning here at UNH was my most difficult moment. Just the adaption period, just kind of learning how it all works. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm a player who's like I need to be self confident for my game, just like to go in one v ones and like take on someone. And when you feel like it's not working out, um, I kind of lost that just like natural way of of playing. Mm-hmm. And um, that took me a while to to find it back, and that was that was like a difficult period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you just describe a little bit more into that process? Because I'm sure there's so many people who feel the same way, where they mm-hmm. move to a new team or a new country, and you know it's it's not clicking at first. So, mm-hmm. what kind of advice or techniques kind of helped you gain form and gain your confidence back? Yeah, I feel like for me, it was just a matter of time because I knew I have the abilities to to play. And what also helped me, I talked a lot to my coaches because obviously I kind of felt bad because they thought they're getting like a, like a good player. And then I didn't, star. I mean, <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say star, but um, they're getting a good player. And I was like, I mean, I didn't play like complete disaster but I knew I could do better and I know that they know I can do better so I talked a lot to them and they were like it's completely natural like we saw that so many times like international guys coming in especially the guys who are doing the MBA program um, which is really exhausting and so I was um, I was just going step by step back and try to do the easy things and um 
then of course um, when I when I had good games that helped me like finding my finding my rhythm. Awesome. If you weren't a footballer, what would you be? Uh, I think it would be something soccer related or football related. What's your um, what's your major again right now? Or what are you studying? Uh, that's like business administration, but mm-hmm. I did sports management back in Germany. So definitely gonna want to work in like sports industry. Um, yeah, preferably soccer. No, could could you could you see yourself being an agent, getting those deals for the players? Uh, probably not. Um, I maybe don't know, something more on the club agent. side or something. More, be, more, maybe more on the club side, like in the marketing department or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. How about yeah. best advice you ever received? Um. It's actually like my my parents always encouraged me and my my uh, siblings to do whatever we want to do after after high school and like um, even if even if it sounds challenging um, if you think that's the right way just do it and that's what all all my siblings and I did and that's definitely something I'm thankful they offered us and they gave us that um, gave us that advice to just do what you want to do and you're going to be fine at the end. Yeah, very cool. And best player you ever played against? Um, yeah, it has to be a Leverkusen player. I feel like Amiri back then was really outstanding in that game. And DRB, it was just so quick. Unplayable, yeah. Um, yeah. Ferts too. I mean, he may become the, the best player True. too. See where his True. career goes. Yeah, uh, but yeah. No, as you're saying, and he was impressive too. I mean, impressive. He was 17 or how old? Something like this when it started. Just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Just levels yeah. to this shit. Yeah. Um, so, best player you ever played with, besides me? Besides you. <laughs> Tough one, yeah. Um, in my first season at Norderstedt, Felix Trinkut. Just played six months with him, but he was, he was a really good player. Uh, or he is a really good player. Um, and then hard to say there were like a, like a lot of good players at Norderstedt like Jordi um, who, who, whoever like had a few good um, few good teammates yeah. yeah Felix is a baller too Was I never got to I play with him in a test field actually but I never got to play with him in a yeah. real game but in training and stuff I mean you can see the quality so yeah totally yeah. understand that one yeah. favorite book um, Harry Potter, I would say. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> love that. Which is there a specific one or just the series? Um, oh, I like the I like every I like every book. I read them in German and English and a couple of times, so they're like my favorite books. So. Do you have one of them that's a favorite movie? Um, the favorite movie. I have a rank. I have a ranking of them, but I'm I'm just oh, interested. Well, kind of like loosely. I couldn't like. I don't have it ready just for any conversation. But yeah. if I thought about it, I could see it. Yeah. I mean, the movies really differ at the end. Like if you compare the first or second movie to the movies at the at the end, and um, they're different. But it's also funny to watch the first movies when they're like all so young. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I feel like. The seventh movie, maybe. 
like the second part or first part. Classic. Yeah. Any quotes that you live by? Um, actually, not. Um, not that kind of quote guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, as I just said, maybe the advice my parents gave me: just do what you want to do, have fun, challenge yourself. I think that's a big part of of my of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the quote. Maybe it's maybe someone wrote that quote yeah i'm sure there's like a fancy quote for basically (laughs) saying do what you want and follow your dreams is kind of what it sounds like and that's follow your dreams that's what stuck with you i guess but yeah that's amazing man you know it was so great to to, um sit down with you it's been some time and you know we're really looking forward to sharing this with everyone so we just want to say thank you for coming on uh best of luck in the spring season best of luck in the classroom and we'll be watching you when you come back on, on on espn yeah, thank you guys. Um, it was really nice talking to you and looking forward to see you see you back in Hamburg. Absolutely. Thank you, Johan. Another great episode, another good story of, I mean, just the opportunities and the choices you can make in this game and just either to prolong your career, to try something different, to, you know, venture out there and push your comfort zone, like he said. He kind of felt like he was comfortable here in North State where I am. You know, he'd been here a few years. He had started to really play well the last years. And I guess it it could have been easy for some to, to stay in this environment. And, you know, we wouldn't blame those. But he knew what fulfilled him was to go out there to challenge himself, um, kind of the things that motivated him and and a lot of his choices, whether that was going abroad, trying new uh, teams, you know, and and really pushing himself to see how far he could take it. And yeah, I mean, the opportunities are out there for, for our European listeners to get to college in the USA, to try it. Um, I mean, there's three divisions for, for Christ's sake. So, you know, you can find the level, you can find the studying. It's always interesting to see, especially from an education standpoint, how different it is. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, the graduate programs, we haven't, experience but Mm -hmm. you know it is a lot different in terms of how it's schooled and how it's graded and they chill here for five months i guess and then you know it's time to kick ass and just cram you know the night before but i mean we did i have a feeling the u.s does that in tests too (laughs) we all did yeah we all did for sure but it it does make you accountable somewhat even if you you know you're not you're not doing much you still are at least sitting in class and listening to someone, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I, I love the idea, the mindset that he has, which is like, All right, I'm getting comfortable time to go. I mean, we, yeah, we both kind of have this, so it's, I can definitely relate to that. Um, and I also he- too, I can't really imagine, you know, going into, because you go right into season when you go into college. So going right into season and having, um like a, a program bachelor's or master's whatever it is i mean you have no time for yourself basically because it's like he said eight to two is is class then training from two to five or six and then you have like you have to study and do your homework afterwards yeah exactly so i could imagine the adjustment period the adjustment i mean for me even uh coming in as a freshman that first semester i really had a hard time figuring out how to study and yeah just get the workload done in addition to soccer think of the recovery aspect too we both touched on 
the the difference in scheduling and playing and mm -hmm. you know he's doing a full-time program which was even more work than maybe a bachelor's at some at some universities and so what what time did he have to really unwind and and recover in his body and you know he's playing two games a week and he's on turf and it's it's a lot more physically demanding that that style of soccer in the U.S. and the college. So huh. that was I really liked that point. And another point I really liked because, you know, I saw the confident Johan playing at Notre State, one guy who who knew what he could do, I think, and knew just every day in training. Sometimes he was he was unplayable in these small sided games. You know, he'd pick up the ball, duke a guy, score, pick up a ball, spin a guy, score. Sometimes it was just completely unplayable. So I really like his his him touching on the difficult aspect of adapting at first and then kind of taking a step back where it's like, let me not put so much pressure on myself. I know I'm good. I know I can adapt to the situation. You know, he talked with the coaches is another good thing, you know, have that communication with with your higher ups, with your captains, with your coaches to explain these feelings. It's also a very good mental out, outlet too. just mental health wise, just to kind of, you know, I guess just to unwind in that aspect, just to, to, to tell them what's going on, to explain yourself. And, you know, I'm glad he did that. And then he just kind of saw it for what it was with time. Yeah. My performances will come. And sure enough, they did. I mean, he, he scored it, you know, some good goals, some important goals, especially on their way um, as they made it into the NCAA tournament. Um, we forgot to ask about that, but I'm sure Maybe the next time after they yeah. they do well in the next year, but yeah, it was it was great to hear that side of him a little vulnerable in that terms of uh, there was some struggle at first, and it's something I think a lot of guys can take, especially you know the ones that really are confident players and and need that confidence to to succeed. Definitely, and just even talking to the coach, and then they're like, oh yeah, this happens to every foreigner that comes over, or this happens to most players exactly. that come over. Then it's like then you know it's just a matter of time until it goes away. Some players might take a two weeks. Some players might take a month, but it's gonna, it will uh, subside. Yeah, don't put that pressure on you with time, with performances, with finding your footing. And I'm sure him hearing that from the coaches made it easier for him to kind of be like, okay, yeah, it'll come. He could understand. He could empathize. And yeah, it was a, it was a great episode. And I'm really glad Johan got to come on. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do because. He's a player I always thought who could take it to a next level. And I think yeah. there's still more for him out there. So we'll see how this next year goes. But in terms of footwork, um, I hope you guys are enjoying this month. Uh, just showing people the different sides, the different choices that you can make in this game and finding your own path in it and doing what you love doing, you know, following your dream. So keep sharing, subscribe, like on YouTube. All that stuff helps. Keep plugging, keep passing. Um, all that's all that good stuff, Sean. What else? Yeah, no, that's. I mean, you've said it all. You just you're going off on tangents these days, and I love it. <laughs> Sometimes I just get in the zone. I just kind of black out. Also, I put on my note, game face. Could you imagine going back right now and playing a full college season? I mean, in D three, it was also even more different because you're playing Saturday, Sunday, which is no Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday. Sorry, which yeah. is the dumbest, the dumbest thing. thing. Ever. I don't know. Are they still doing that? Yeah, they definitely are. I mean, I D1 usually they do Friday, Sunday, which gives you a little bit of a break. Well, he was saying every three days is usually yeah. a game. Sometimes it would be a Monday or a right. Tuesday or something like this. But, dude, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. 
I'm getting I'm getting tight just thinking about it. Like, right. and then most games are on turf. Yeah. You know, we're in college, we're drinking on weekends and things like this. Think of how much strain that put on our bodies and like how much how many years that took off in our playing career. Hopefully we've done enough accessory work yeah. afterwards that we've kind of earned some years back and some good karma, but holy shit. Like, there you hope, right? That is, it's insane. It makes, it makes you wonder. And I could just, wonder. I feel for him and feel for anyone out there going through it. Absolutely. Because it is, it is crazy. It is grueling, but hopefully it's changing. And yeah, it's a, again, it's an experience that you can, you can try out and push your comfort zone, you know, connect with new people with new ideas. And I think that's super important for all of us. Cause he even said this in the make your own path answer was those times kind of can be the most helpful for you as a person, for you and your growth. So yeah, we really implore that in this podcast. And if you guys have any questions for us, for, for Johan, for any of the guests that have come on um, and you don't know how to get a hold of them, please reach out to us. Maybe we can get you in touch with the right people. Uh, always looking to connect people in this game and in life. So join the club, you know, uh, we have our free consultations there. Uh, people are taking advantage of that. A nice Google hangout with us to ask us questions, to see if we can connect you again with the right people. Um, here goes my next tangent. What else, Sean? No, nah, man, um, you've, you've covered it across the board. This is my, this is the end of the radio segment, you know, the, yeah. the, the end of the commercial. Um, also the free products. I think yes. this is something maybe we'll promote a little bit more just for you guys, but there's, there's free things out there in terms mm-hmm. of languages. If you're going to a new country and you want to learn the football language in Spain, in Germany, in Italy, in Portugal, um, maybe more to come. I don't think that might have hit I'm that. I'm trying all. to think of other ones, but I could. We Spain, could definitely Spanish, get more, that would be anywhere, right? Yeah, and, and not just. We could just definitely get French. Spain. We could definitely get French, and we know a few people now. Yeah, we get Hassan to get us a nice list. He yeah, seems pretty fluent. Two on my team too are fluent. Austrian German, because it can be quite different at some yeah. times. But yes, we have these. We have just talking about the different visa opportunities you have abroad in different countries that we've been to. Um, so check it out. Yeah, of course. Check it out. The, the this, book list, book yeah. list, including all of the books that our guests, I uh, will have to add Harry Potter on there. Yeah, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to, that. we have to update it because we haven't updated it in a few episodes. There's in a few episodes now, but it'll be updated by, you hear, by the time you hear this, it'll be updated. 100%. Um, maybe I'm forgetting a few, but there's more to come to in terms of products yeah. and stay tuned for other things. Yes. That's yes, my, yes, yes. that's my so nice little plug there until next time keep moving forward keep learning and make your own path footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as kong fitness but we love to partner with new brands to make their own path so get in touch if you must footwork.club the official footwork website is now live so make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features find us on youtube at footwork podcast you better like and subscribe while you're there if not i don't know what to tell you find us on instagram at footwork underscore podcast great time there twitter at footwork podcast tiktok at footwork podcast where we like to post dance videos those are great but more importantly amazing content for any dream chasers out there plug plug pass tell your friends your enemies your mother your brother your sister your pastor it doesn't matter who tell the mailman your dog anybody that can listen like subscribe review because all of that helps while you're there we'll take whatever we can get to join the club join the club he messed me up
I mean, he can just he can just mash it together, so it's fine. 